sorry. So I got to the bottom of the confusion over Ohio State, Michigan, and why it wouldn't be in the conversation for picking games, right? You have Fox, ESPN that have their annual draft. Excuse me, that have their annual draft, and they they pick which games that they want to air. Right. Fox has bought exclusive rights to Ohio State, Michigan. Okay, that's that makes sense. That's right. that was the puzzle piece I was trying well, to figure and, out. And so it took a little digging because I thought I remembered that it's not one of those games that gets picked. But Fox pays a reported two hundred and forty million a year to the Big Ten conference under its six year deal for football TV TV rights. It replaced ABC after 30 years when the contract started in 2017 to air Ohio State, Michigan. What other games are in that category? Is that the only it's one? It's the only one. Not Notre it's Dame, the only USC? One. Nope. Because it would be on NBC if it was at Notre Dame, right? right. It's, it's, the one, um, it's the one game as part of that package now that is exclusive that I understand to uh, Fox. And, and there's no other college football games that are specific to a network. No, I don't That's think crazy. so. Maybe well the Alabama, Tennessee, I mean that you pay for first choice essentially with like the SEC, and so essentially Fox pays extra to be like hey we always want that game, and you know I I don't know how it works out in what the networks do I think they alternate years as to who gets the first pitch our our pick, <laughs> sorry I saw Steve Aoki on Twitter, uh so that's how that works, well I. I'm dying to get the sports media watch guy on John Paulson. Our, um, it would probably be the most boring thing of all time, but but for guys like you and I, oh my gosh, you loved to be in there when they're drafting. I'm kicking myself that as soon as we brought that up, that didn't come to mind that they had paid for that exclusivity. Right, completely forgot about that. But yeah, there you go. So that's why you get Alabama, Texas announced yesterday, and we naturally assume then. That if Fox, which did have first pick, took Bama, Texas this year, then ABC ESPN would go with Oklahoma, Texas as their pick. You think it's anything like a war room? Like after they come in and <laughs> announce, and with the first pick, we're taking Alabama, Texas. Then so, there's like huddled chattering in I, the room. I, I did a show, John Lewis, who I was thinking of, by the way. I did a show a while back with Andy Staples, and I think I remember him saying that it's not contentious. That everyone kind of has a pretty good idea, but they legit have a draft board, and I, they're not in the same room or anything like that. And it's kind of treated in some ways like an actual draft That's whenever they go through awesome. it. it. We're not far away from ESPN or Fox realizing, you know, why don't we televise at this? noon on a Saturday? Well, maybe. Maybe not this week. Maybe if it was like last Sunday. I mean, more content's better than no content. Think about right? last. What does ESPNU really have that's exclusive to them, or Fox Sports too? I wonder if there's a hangup in some regard because it's a multitude of networks drafting that they, you know, one network couldn't air it without oh, maybe permission from the other networks. Maybe something like that. But there's. Dude, I'd try to watch something on Sunday. And maybe, too, there's a certain sense of as nerdy as this is and knowing that we'll do right. better records than hockey, or better numbers than hockey, maybe we shouldn't do it. We don't want to embarrass our other friends. Wait, you're telling me 500,000 people watched on ESPNU, you draft t- radio, um, 
football games for the TV networks, (laughs) and it was trending on Twitter all day. Yep, sure was. Yeah, I don't don't know why they don't do that. Oh, I think it's coming. Off the um, Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439, which, as I say many times, is the best way to get in touch with the show. The second best way, I'm the only person that still uses email, I guess. And I love it when my man Marcos checks in on it. So, do we have some room here, or do you want to hit a break first? Let's hit a T.O., stay on the clock, and let's just run the gambit on the text line. Mm. Um, All right, then, not the typical question, but I coached the Wichita State pitcher from last night in high school here in OKC. I didn't get to watch the game. I wonder if y'all watched and how he looked on the bump. Listen, I'm not going to lie to you. Whenever I saw that it was 7-0 by the time I got to sit down and watch. <laughs> You're saying that made it not as an intriguing of a watch for you? I Yeah, I can't sit here and pretend like I, I dove in too terribly much on anything from that game last night. Obviously, they pitched well because it was a shutout. You know what I'll do during the break? Do you know what I'll do? Is I'll send Toby a text message. And uh, I'll ask him how things looked look last night on the bump. Who was it? Caden Favors? They got the start. See the Oklahoma kid? I believe so. But I'll, I'll text T-Row and I'll get that answered for you at the break. I'm sure he's going to be <laughs> thrilled to break that down. Yeah, Seminole State College product, Midwest City, lefty. In case you missed it, um, he went four innings last night and did not allow a hit. Oklahoma didn't get their first hit till the bottom of the eighth inning. So I would say, look pretty good. Wichita State's... I mean, they're looking at some of these kids. Uh, I'm trying to think which kid it was from either. I think a Southmore player is planning on going to Wichita State. And, I mean, some of these maybe not as highly thought of kids right. from the state of Oklahoma, that's where Wichita State in part is trying to make their inroads. That's where Kansas State made some noise back in the day. Um, A&M is kind of acting like cowards of the county, not wanting to play Texas annually. That's from Mike in Springfield. Uh, and from the 785 Put A&M in a pod with Alabama, Georgia, and LSU. Yes. Let's go. All right. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. Uh, Get Marco's email of the day and more here on Sports Text 1400. Thanks, BFC. Right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Okay, listen, I just want to say this because it's a, it's a big story this morning. 50 Cent couldn't throw the baseball. Conor McGregor couldn't throw a baseball. Baba Bowie couldn't throw a baseball. Woo! Steve Aoki could throw it. So I don't think I put him in the same category of bad first pitches because he literally came through and at least, I mean, he airmailed it. But at least he looked like he knew what he was doing when he threw the ball. Right. It didn't have the Baba Booey effect. Right. Baba Booey looked like he'd never picked up a baseball. Still the greatest bit in the history of the Howard Stern With show. Artie ripping on him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's so good. Every so often when I'm down and Howard's laugh, it just – it's there's this, <laughs> this pureness in Howard's laugh where you know he's legitimately cracking up and his dad was hey, – <laughs> it's one of the greatest bits ever, man. Yeah, Artie's so mean. I love it. 
it's kind of funny when you listen back to it now. He's like, well, what do you do wrong? I mean, what does my sister do wrong when she throws the ball? You're like, ooh, <laughs> Artie. Um, all right, yeah, so probably could say some of that stuff today. So here's a couple of uh, things I wanted to get to real quick to uh, tidy up a little, uh, tidy up a little work on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Um, Big Bad Wolf writes, "I want nothing more than to just roundhouse kick Patrick Beverly in the face. That dude needs to be put in his place." Yeah, why do we? Don't we have enough former players' opinion? Or, current players' opinions out there. I actually thought that was pretty good with Beverly. I mean, I just, you know what he's going to say. You know why they put him on there. He was put on there to talk trash. It's what he does. Why are we Why are we surprised by this? I don't need, uh, here's, bad take. I don't care how you look at it. I don't need more. I've got what I need on the NBA. I'm good. I like J.J. Redick. I like his perspective. Yeah, he's really good. I listened to Bill Simmons and Ryan Rosillo. I like it. Every so often I could take a little perk now and then. Kendrick Perkins, but I've got Charles Barkley and Kenny. I don't need Patrick Beverly. I don't want to hear from Draymond no, Stephen Green. Stephen Smith so needs I don't, Patrick Beverly. Well, yeah, he needs him right now because he's dying for attention. I don't need that. I don't care. But guess what? James Harden was not good this year. It's just a minor setback to a major comeback when he joins the Lakers next season. Oh, yeah, and I liked what he said about Chris Paul not being able to defend is what I was thinking of. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, well, listen, yesterday was Chris Paul. I'm sorry, today is James Harden. I want to make that very clear because they're giving Beverly more time. Yesterday was destroying Chris Paul, and he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong, but he is a clown, and I think I'm done with him. <laughs> yeah, from, it, let me hear these comments from today, and then we can reconvene, and I'll probably be on your side. Uh, yeah, listen to this. I don't know. Listen, I just – it, I, I don't need I, – I don't care. You know what it is? I, it's, it's terrible, but I don't care about his opinion. Patrick Beverly is a professional basketball player, but – and he's a great defender. But quite frankly, it's like, okay, Beverly, like here you are trashing on some of these superstars. Like, what the hell have you done in the league? You injured Russell Westbrook and ruined a potential championship run for the Thunder. But you know what? Hey, you could say that about me. So um, Never mind. Carry on, Patrick. <laughs> Uh, one more Air Comfort Solutions text before I get to Marco's email. Um, what is the talk around ESPN never putting OU Texas in primetime? Who's not in favor of that? I don't – OU in Texas. Yeah, I don't think that's a network <laughs> decision, man. I don't think it is for the 918. Oh, I think they'd love to do it. Um, yeah, I think if it was – The city of Dallas is probably not in favor of that. I don't, I don't think – and again, it's it's a reality of kind of where you are. That's not a place where you need to be holding events in prime time. Just we're fine, we're good. Got the fair going on. I understand it's much safer, but I don't I don't think that's ever going to happen. Plus I dig the photos of the guys that went too hard the night before every year where they're still <laughs> passed out and it's like 11 o'clock. Oh, it's just yeah, I again don't put that on the networks. Oh, my gosh. What's going on here? I'm standing up for the networks, Josh. By the way, I know I promised you two Skip Johnson's post game. I can't play anything in here because I forgot my Did computer you send it charger. To me? I sent it to you if you want to, to play it coming up at uh, to wrap the show up. I think it would be a good way to kind of finish our final segment for the news. But I, I want to get to Marcos' email here because it's really, really good. 
uh, and hits on a lot of topics with a lot of kudos to my man Eric Lopez. But Marcos, the number one softball fan that listens to the Ref Sports Radio Network, writes, I think the committee did the best job in a long time. I agree. Around the same, uh, Avoided the same old matchups, did wrongfully shift slots in order to create drama and focus on off-field storylines. I didn't, I should say. Didn't wrongfully. Which, again, they did that so many times. Look at Oregon and Texas last year. Oregon had no business being on the road like that. They didn't wrongfully shift in order to focus on off-the-field storylines. They did a good job of avoiding in-conference rematches in the Supers. They did a good job with the at-large selections and did a good job with good balance in general in all regionals. A couple of more difficult regionals stand out and some easy ones, but nothing egregious. As to the difficult road for the OU Sooners conspiracy, I don't think it's a conspiracy, writes Marco. I think it's the committee beholden to the rest of the field. I think they are under extreme pressure to intentionally match up a more difficult path for a one overall seed than should warrant to offset the perceived inherent advantage of the home field for the Women's College World Series being an OKC. The thing is, I think they do the same for OSU. It's not too overt this year. Texas A&M and Minnesota are about as good as a 2-3 pairing there is out there. But it's also not the worst. There are certainly numerous two seeds that are better. And UCF-Michigan winner will be a difficult matchup, but it's nowhere close to the assignment of Washington last year, considering it could have been Texas or Florida or Missouri or Washington. Again, I'll take it. Okay, I, I want to jump in there real quick. I agree. I agree. Now, I, again, this may come back and bite me in the backside, but I think Oklahoma is better than UCF and Michigan. In fact, I think they're better than everyone in this field, but I think they're significantly better than those two teams. If both of those teams play their best game against Oklahoma and Oklahoma plays its best game, they win by a run rule. If both of those teams play their best game against Oklahoma and Oklahoma doesn't play all that well, then they can get beat. But they can still find a way to overcome mistakes. He added, I'm also happy that OSU got a 7, so there's a chance for a Bedlam Finals. OU, OSU in the Women's College World Series. There's no cross-bracketing this year in the Women's College World Series uh, schedule. I think Arizona State got underseeded at eight um, and would be a very tough matchup in the Women's College World Series in game one if OU gets there. And I don't know if you've heard this, but the regional all-session tickets have already sold out. It happened in less than 10 minutes. Wow. That's incredible. I didn't even um, – I know whenever everyone's pretty happy about the way they think ticket sales are trending because I don't get a call. <laughs> I don't get a text. One more quick one here for Marcos because I think it's good. On the Hall of Fame issues, uh, traffic-wise, I think they need to expand the parking. The real issue is they need some big signs that are visible earlier on that make it clear when the lot is full that you must drive on. Too many people pull all the way up to the entrance before they discover it's sold out and only media staff reserved parking is allowed. Same for the alternative parking lot in the Fireman's Museum. They do gangbusters. But even they get full and need some bigger signs visible from further away. And you know what? It's not, it's, a, it's not a fun walk, but it's not a bad walk if you have to park over at the casino. It's not good, but it's not bad. And they do a pretty good job of busting you in and out. 
I've had to park down there many times. And I've thrown enough of a complaint about it, I finally get a pass. But <laughs> well done. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> kidding. But yeah, there you have it. Good. Good stuff, Marcos. Good stuff as always. I appreciate it. In great perspective. Though, USA Softball Hall of Fame Stadium also needs to do something about their warm-up and practice areas. And their locker rooms. Yeah, have to invest. The stadium is awesome. It's so well done. And it's perfect for the events it holds there. But you've got to continue to upgrade in areas because they are dying to take this event from you. They're dying to. And they being everyone else in college softball. Don't give them a reason to do it. All right, final segment coming up. Little Skip Johnson next. Yeah, yeah, he did. Ross Bjork deleted that tweet after he sent it. That's funny. I think part of it, too, is he... Right quick- when I was about to go looking for a screenshot. I think he quickly realized, wait a minute, I just retweeted something from Barcelona. Not, listen, I'm not anyone that's going to get too offended by that, but there's some that would. Sure. Probably not A&M fans, but I don't think A&M fans yeah. would care, but... So, Steelman's all fired up. What's he going to try to bring us some Tiger Woods at noon? Is that right? Live! Tiger Woods one-on-one with Mike Steely coming up at noon. Did I promote that correctly? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think he's flying out over into studio and then headed back. Can we play Skip here real quick since I promised it and one of my buddies is yelling at me? Skip Johnson post-game with Toby last night. There you go. That's Skip Johnson post-game with Toby. I love that. you got to humble yourself sometimes and – Sooners definitely, Skip has their attention, heading into Lubbock. Are you following, by the way, to, to put a wrap on the show today, the story that appears to be developing out of Austin, where Ajay, my, I never say his name right. It's like literally, whenever someone says it and I look at it, I think I say it wrong. But Ajay High, uh, Hall, excuse me, has removed all of his Texas photos and posts from his account. Involving joining the Longhorns. Now, someone had tweeted, I think it was Saturday's down south, that he's no longer on the roster, but I don't think he was on the roster yet because he wasn't enrolled. But he announced his transfer to Texas on April 19th. Um, had made some noise because he talked about Texas fans being family, even though it's like you never, it's like, bro, what are you talking about, family? You better get on campus before <laughs> start using the family word. What? So where's he headed? Something back to Alabama. Something back to Alabama. Well, good. Texas losing a player should make everybody happy, right? Mm. Hall is one of 15 scholarship players to transfer from Alabama to new programs since the start of last season. And... Only a handful of those are moving on to major programs like Javon Baker, who's at Kentucky. Marcus Banks is at Mississippi State. Uh, you had a handful of guys. Jaleel Billingsley is on his way to, to Texas. Uh, Shane Lee is going to USC. Kane Williams to Nebraska. Kamar Wheaton to BYU. Or, I'm sorry, to SMU, SMU. But, uh, oh, and Drew Sanders to Arkansas. I remember some thought Drew could be on his way to Oklahoma. But it's always funny because whenever people get mad about transfers they always like to say well Alabama doesn't have a transfer problem really it's quite a few names in the portal I'm not saying it's an issue they'll replace them with five stars 
We didn't but, ever get to that Saban audio today with the final. Oh, round. tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. Ah, first segment's done for tomorrow. Let's go. <laughs> it's over, baby. All right. Um, enjoy a little Tiger coming up next with Steely and Thune at noon. He's Josh on Plank. Thanks to Eric Lopez. Thanks to Aaron Miller. Big show coming up on a Wednesday. Have a great Tuesday, everybody.